0: Can't get enough of the
1: fan in the morning. Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig.
2: Shenanigan naked
1: yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Alright, podcast time for you on this glorious Wednesday. No, Al, he's away, as you know. Well, really not away. He's I would think right now probably. Staring through his binoculars onto the beach, in Bradley Beach. Uh, so joining me is Eddie Scazzeri. What's up, Eddie? Hello, podcast people. I've got a couple of things for you today. Uh, first things first, uh, I need uh, advice and information. I'll go this, there. This is the bird this thing. This is the bird thing. It's a bird, you moron. So I walk into the shed yesterday. Now, I have one of these freestanding sheds in the backyard. Um, it's a great shed. It was there when we bought the house. It's probably 35 feet long, and it's a uh, probably... Fifty, maybe twelve feet wide. It's a, a lot of storage space, mm-hmm. like a house almost, a little house. And it has cement slab. It's got no, it's wood. Okay, it's wood. So that's where the groundhogs have gone. Ah, yeah. By the way, how about this? So when I talked about the groundhog issue on the air and on the podcast, more than one person, probably two or three people, emailed me since my email address is out there for the business. Right. Said mothballs. Has that worked? Yes. So I put mothballs under the shed and under the deck where they were going. They were living under the shed, but they were tunneling by the house under the deck. So I loaded up underneath the shed and I loaded up underneath the deck. We've seen one groundhog all summer so far and all spring. Hmm. How about that? And and you go by the shed, it still smells like mothballs. And I don't care. It's the back of the yard. I don't yeah. care.
2: And it's not a terrible smell. It's not like something rotting. No,
1: but it ain't great.
2: And they no. have, and apparently the
1: groundhogs despise the smell. Yeah. So And I also see spaces under the fences have been dug. It looks like they have left. <laughs> I wonder
2: if that also affects raccoons, squirrels, other rodents. I
1: don't know, but I will tell you this summer and spring has been the Least amount of activity with the animals that we've had in the last couple of years. Oh, there you go. Who so I, knew? I do think it's working, but I don't know. I'll let you know when we get through the summer. So here's my bird issue. So I walk into the shed yesterday after work, and as soon as I opened it, I went to get the uh, the pool chemical kit. I like to test the water. Mm-hmm. I do it every day, make sure the chlorine level is good. And as soon as I opened the door, I heard like a, a little chirping. I'm like, what the hell was that? And then I heard a little rustling. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I knew. I've, I got birds in the shed now. Then I look up to the right. The vent was cracked open, so I see where they got in. As I'm looking at the vent thing, a bird flies in from the outside with worms in its mouth Uh huh. and then stares at me. I take one step, and it flies to the other side of the shed with the bird hanging out of its mouth. Like, all right, now I realize I've got a problem. I start pulling stuff out. I come across these two baby birds. So here's my question for
2: you. A, when they get big enough, they will leave, correct? They will, yes. Once they, what they call fledge, once they learn to fly, okay, they'll leave.
1: Now, both of and they are little. I'm gonna, I'll show you a picture too. I took a little picture of them. They already know how to fly to a certain degree. I don't know how long they could fly for, but here. So I'm going to show you a picture. The two birds, this was after the rain. And what I did was, I got to back up. I taped, when I saw the hole, I taped it up. I got to replace it. Mm -hmm. Then I realized by taping it up, the bird can't get in. Yes. Crap. Now what do I do? So I left the doors wide open, hoping the birds would fly out. None of the three left. Okay. All right. So then the sky was black. I had to hustle everything. I started removing stuff. I had to put everything back in. And I'm like, now what do I do? I left the shed door slightly open for them, to which the floor got soaked by the monsoon that we got. But I didn't want them to be trapped in there. After the rain, I ripped the stuff off so they can get in and out. But I'm curious, when you see this, they can both fly a little bit. Now, the top right corner of this photo I'm going to show you is the bottom of cornhole boards
2: to give you an idea of how small these things are. Okay. You take a look at that. Oh, my gosh. And the the mom or dad or whoever was... is not a big bird either. Like one of those just tiny... Yes,
1: that, that was exactly. So Eddie just showed me, like, the length between his pointer finger and his yeah. thumb when you spread them apart. That's about the size of the adult bird. Okay.
2: So I, they're little, but they're not going to be big. And I didn't... See I would think that most I thought most birds do this sort of activity in the spring early spring and then by, you know, June they're already good to go unless this species does it a little later but
1: I don't know. So uh, my here's my question though. What do I do?
2: Well, you just, you know, you don't want to kill them uh, if you don't have to and they're not necessarily destroying anything. They're, they're just not pooping on things. No. Um so do I just let it be? I Let it, Let it until they fledge it. And they look, like you said, they can flap their wings. So they're probably within a week they'll be gone, I would guess. Okay. So I'll let it go for a week, and then I'll deal with it then. Yeah. Okay. And And we had a situation with our youngest dog, who is not from the seeing eye. He's a rescue, and he's a terrier, and they're hunters. And the first year we had him, in May, he got two birds in our yard, when they were fledging still and they could, they came into the yard and he saw them and killed them because that's what What they they do. do. And then after that, we put up this little fencing around our beds for a better, you know, lack of a better word. And that allowed them to get out of the lawn and get someplace where he couldn't get to them. So that has helped. But yeah, it's a little traumatic to, you know, Witness something dying. Yeah, no, I know at the hands of your dog. Absolutely, especially so, so little. Yeah, I know. You feel terrible. Never
1: had a chance. No, and that's why I'm trying to make sure these birds. Yeah, I, I
2: would say it's not going to be long. if they're that. They're kind of like they look pretty fluffy, and their yeah. feathers are good Yeah, and if they're flapping their wings, right, it won't be long. Okay, so and that's you know what we'll do a we'll wait and, it out. And uh yeah, and if you, and if you've now the door is closed, right. I closed the door. I re. I, and yeah. I took the tape off. So the, so cats
1: can't get in, or raccoons no, to kill them. That was my biggest issue. Yeah. So I saw this hole in the vent about two months ago, and that day I went to Home Depot to buy the a new vent. They didn't have the size I needed, of course not. And then I forgot. I'm not gonna lie. I just sure. forgot. And every day, and the last few times I've gone in the show, I'm like, I gotta go get that vent somewhere. And I and I was worried mostly about raccoons getting in because that's the last thing I need is raccoons in the shed then we really have a problem yes and then of course yesterday I found the birds
2: and, and it's so it's a wood floor is it wood side or aluminum side wood and it does it have shingles on the roof yes that need to you be do. replaced how about this
1: the shed roof needs to be replaced I got two estimates one guy wanted forty four hundred dollars oh my god I was an, gonna say four hundred dollars no no so member it's big yeah and then a guy i really trust who has done really well by me even even he said 3 grand wow the price of lumber which has come down
2: oh cuz the roof is going to be replaced too, not just yeah, oh, the, yeah, shingles. the roof, oh yeah
1: no, oh no the roof has to be replaced okay the roof and the shingles got to be replaced i'm looking at $3000 yeah. to replace a shed roof
2: you yeah, got to be kidding and, me and because it's a shed you know if i was even a little more handy that might be something i might try to teach myself to I do because it's about not it. your house okay you know so, so. i
1: thought about doing it mm-hmm. there are youtube videos that make it look easy sure you know it's not this is not building a house right. it's basically get, the problem i have is i'm worried because i'm i don't like heights i'm worried about falling yeah i, I don't know what i'm doing right because
2: everything is going to be up in the air yeah, yeah all the work now yes. how what is it is it 10 foot off the ground is it a ten foot high shed or in the middle is it even higher than that? Um, at the tip where the where the two planks yeah. meet, it's
1: it might even be twelve feet. It's mm. high. Yeah, yeah. It's a big enough, shed
2: enough to hurt yourself. Yeah, if you fell. Yes, it's enough yeah. to break uh, and break also your neck. It would take you it would take you a week. Yeah, it would, it's not worth it. Yeah, no. So no.
1: I will have unfortunately that was next on the list and it was going to be done uh, the week I was away in Texas. But air up. conditioning. But the $7,000 on a new air conditioning unit stunted that. Sure. So now I'm dealing with a leaky roof that needs to be replaced that is going to have to, I'm going to tarp it in August, or in September, rather, for the winter. And he's going to do it first thing in, like, March, the first nice day in March. Yeah. Okay. It's it's just, dude. Uh, Oh, it never ends. This home ownership is the worst quote-unquote investment I've ever seen. Yeah. It is insane how much money I've put into a house that was in good shape.
2: Yes. Yeah, I know. I,
1: I, I understand. Oh, I said to Kim, I'm like, you watch. The next is going to be the roof, which is going to cost $15,000. Yeah. And that I can't let it leak. No. So anyhow. I know. No.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: And I know you've listened to the podcast. I've had this basket idea yes. for a long time. One idea that I've had for a very long time, too, would be for a show, whether it was a YouTube show or a broadcast show. And I've always said I would find it fascinating to take a dart and throw it at the map of the United States. Yes, I've,
2: I've heard you okay. talk about this. I remember And then this.
1: once you hit that town that you're in, now he- you give it another map with that town, hit a dart and a block, and then, bam, you go to the people's house. You surprise them. You offer them ten grand. We're staying with you for three days just to see what your life is. Right. Unexpectedly.
2: Yes. Uninvited. The random American.
1: Yeah. So I came across this guy today on YouTube, this Pete, now that I'm a subscriber, I'm sure they do it on all computers, but Mm -hmm. I guess when I'm a subscriber as well, they really look at what you watch and give you, I mean, the suggestions are phenomenal. This guy's name is Pete Centinella. And he has 1.8 million subscribers. How I haven't come across him before, I don't know. And what he does is he tries to show you America the way it is as opposed to its way it's portrayed on TV and on the news. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So the video today that I saw was from, I don't even know if it was this week or last week. His goal was to go to the poorest community in West Virginia. Why he chose West Virginia, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So he ends up, I forget the name of the town. He went to three towns in this community. They were big coal mining towns that 20 years ago were thriving, well populated, and now it looks like the end of the world. And I'm watching it, and it's kind of not, that's not my idea, but a little bit in where you get an insight as to how people live. And he doesn't follow people around, but he knocks on doors. He talks to people, interviews them. And some of the stories are incredibly sad. Yeah. And it makes you think we have our day-to-day life and living. I've always said this to Al, too. The, the world that is out there in our own country is mesmerizing to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're talking about uh, that Appalachia has been. that. Yeah, that's where yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, uh, that's been, you know, historically poor for a century or more. It's Yeah, it's just not a very depressed area economically, for sure.
1: And then you sit there and think about how the average income he said in the one specific town he was at, the average income was $24,000. Yeah, I believe it. And I sit there and think about, we spend $24,000 commuting to come to work. Uh, (laughs) Not that much, but you get my... Yeah, well, depending on
2: congestion pricing.
1: It's just, I don't know. I wonder how... And I guess because they can't, why they wouldn't look for better or look to get out or move somewhere else.
2: Mm. Well, it's their home and, you know, the family, what have you, or just, you know, maybe they don't really have the ability. Maybe they don't have a marketable skill and they just are stuck or think they're stuck, which is the same thing. It is the same thing. I mean, you've also
1: got this new world of, you know, online, you can train yourself to do things. Mm -hmm. And I know it's always weird to me too when I see people living in these just terrible conditions and a home that looks like it's run down so poorly and yet they're driving a forty thousand dollar truck
2: and have a cell phone
1: and a satellite on the roof yeah or you know like direct TV or something like that it's um, it's I don't know i it's it's sad to me and it it captures me too, for sure. Yeah. He's also got one which I started watching, um, but I don't have time at work. I want to do it at home. On uh, he goes and explores the Amish.
2: Ah, yes, that's fascinating to me too. Think about that life. Yeah, I know. You know, have you
1: ever been there? Amish uh, country? I've
2: been in. I've not been to a an Amish town. I've been around that area, and I actually bought uh, a. Our dining room table is uh, from Mennonites, which is not the same as Amish, but similar. And yeah, I've so I've been around that Pennsylvania Dutch uh, area, and and it, you
1: see horse and buggy, yeah, and
2: for sure, yeah.
1: It's just so, it feels so backwards and yet so peaceful at the same time.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, and yeah, they, they just have that. You know, I guess they don't use any technology or anything beyond horses and. Mills and you know, I, whatever they use I, to, to do their work to feed themselves and to make things to sell, I guess, is what how they get by. But yeah, and that's all for because of their belief system, which
1: is within the so the Amish is it, it's religious, yes, is where the beliefs come from. Yeah, well,
2: it's, it's a branch of Christianity, uh, I believe, and they just are choose to stay. How in whatever, like they stopped advancing technologically. And, you know, I guess it was maybe in the 1800s or what have you. They don't use anything beyond that. I'm not 100% clear on that. But I do know that they have, when their children come of age, they send them out. And they go, I think it's called Rumspringa or something like that. Where... They want them to go into cities and experience the world and like sort of go crazy for a bit. And most of them do return to the Amish life after really? That. Yeah. I forget what it's called. Something like that. Uh is called that that period, that wilding time, if you will. Huh. But yeah. It's almost
1: yeah. like they're sending them to the frat
2: house for yes, a correct. Little while. And but I think it's like eighty percent or more choose to come back after they go out and do they have let me ask you this do they
1: have the option to come back or are they told that go get this out of your system and then get back here and start working on the farm no they have the option to not come back for sure but then are you cut off yes see that's okay that's the problem right there yeah yeah you want to
2: be cut off from your mom
1: and your dad and your brothers
2: and sisters right and everyone you know and everyone you've ever known your whole life to that point or you get out there i guess for a small percentage or like the hell with this you know this uh horse and buggy stuff look at the car yeah
1: it is fascinating
2: yeah Hmm. interesting that's a trip i would like
1: at some point i would like to see Mm. i don't know if i ever will do it because it's not that far but um it is uh yeah it is slightly interesting Mm -hmm. uh what else i guess that's probably it anything from you today um now i'm out tomorrow you're out tomorrow. I am out tomorrow. And then
2: where are you going when you when when you do go on the vacation I'm in going a week to, and a
1: half? I'm going to oh, Houston. Uh, Galveston Beach, right. which is about a half hour from Houston. Right. Uh, I'm going there for four days, and then we're going to Arlington for a couple of days.
2: Are you going to do any interest in seeing the, uh, the uh, space center down there?
1: Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I wish it was... Yes, I would say it's very possible we will do that. Um, we're only in Arlington a couple of days, but one of them is a wide open day. That would have been a perfect day to do that, but we're not going to be in Houston that day. So we very well might. I've got a fa- I wanted to go to a rodeo, and yeah, neither my wife or kids down, have right? any interest. So I need to come up with something. We're going to the uh, Rangers game on Friday night. I need to come up with something on Saturday. Oh, so
2: you're, you're doing. The Dallas area and the Houston area. Yeah, we're
1: going. We're flying into Houston and then driving a half hour to Galveston. We have a hotel right on the right. beach, um, so we'll be three four days there. We're I, gonna I go. Think what? the
2: space center is in between Houston and Galveston. I think.
1: Okay, very cool. So we're gonna do an Astros game on Tuesday night. Astros and I don't remember who they're playing, but the Astros are playing Tuesday night, and I uh, maybe the Brewers. I think, and then Friday night we're going to Rangers Marlins. And then Saturday is a wide open day. It's really the one day that we don't have anything planned, mm-hmm. and then we fly home on Sunday.
2: So I need to come up with something for that Saturday. And Maybe. as I mentioned when I heard you were going to Galveston, the oleander capital of uh, of the world. And oleander is what again? It's like, a, uh, what is it? it's, a, it's like a flowering shrub. A
1: flowering shrub? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't interest me. Yeah, no. I, I might go, there are the people in Galveston, like one of these home remodeling shows, I forget their names, but they remodel and flip houses and uh, old houses from Galveston. I'd love to go find one. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: It's actually a pretty
1: good show. They do uh, they do good work.
2: And are you familiar with the Glenn Campbell hit Galveston?
1: No, not? I'm not.
2: Okay. You familiar with Glenn Campbell? Nope. Okay. Rhinestone I... Cowboy. Oh, was I know it? that song. Sure. Yeah. He also had a song called Galveston. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to listen to it. But... All right. And the Wichita Lineman also.
1: Who are they? No, no. That no. was the that song. was another song. Yeah, I, sort of I a, might know it, but I, I don't
2: know. It's like an early cross, more country, but sort of a little bit of a crossover guy.
1: Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right, well, you enjoy yourself. Thank you for doing this. Okay. Uh, are you going to do the podcast tomorrow?
2: Uh, post game? Yeah. Uh, no, I think uh, without you or Al. Okay. We'll just, we're just going to post the uh, the warm-up. Okay. Which uh, hopefully people are like it with C-Mac and Celo, And And, uh, yeah, I don't think or if it's got neither al nor jerry I don't think uh no need to waste your time
1: yeah all right fair enough
2: yeah. then i will uh, i will be back on friday morning
1: okay that's it so